In today's episode, Gentry Chittister and I talk about what it means to be truly resilient. Oh yeah, and we talked about starting businesses and cool stuff like that too. With action takers who know what it takes to win, if so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. Mistakes are the growing pains of wisdom. William George Jordan. DZ Tribe, Josh, Thomas, really glad to have you. To make sure you don't miss another episode, I want to make sure that you follow and subscribe on Apple and or Spotify. Uh, also, if you're looking to better understand how you get stuff done, head on over to dozonedna.com and take our personality profile assessment built specifically for busy entrepreneurs just like you. It's going to show you how to build your world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's dozonedna.com. Today's guest is Gentry Chittister. Gentry is the CEO and founder of Elite Closers after being responsible for over $40 million in high-ticket sales. He has started a high-performance sales placement and recruiting agency to help companies scale past seven figures and beyond. Gentry, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Yeah, what's up, what's up, tribe, family? I'm excited to be here, Josh. I appreciate you having me. What I would say, um, the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question is just in, enjoying what you do. Um, I, I think for me, I, I just... <laughs> my background of working jobs that I absolutely hated where I would just like wake up and the first thing I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta go to this job again. And then I, I found, you know, sales and what I do now. And it's, it's like playing a video game for me almost where it's like, I do it cause I love it. So really doing what you're passionate about and finding something that doesn't necessarily feel like work. Um, <laughs> what I, I is the number one key to help me get stuff done and just want to do it more than like force yourself to man that's such a strong message and and i i love the fact that you said hey my job's like a video game to me dude like i get up and i just want to run up them points <laughs> <laughs> so, so in and i think that there's a lot to be said about that you know i asked that question of every guest and I never know what they're going to say. Some people struggle with it. Some people have like, oh, yeah, it's this thing. Yeah. But it's always the thing that matters most. And you said, hey, enjoying what I do. Nobody said that before. And, and so elaborate on that, that, that job that you got up every morning and thought, I hate this. <laughs> you don't have to tell me what it was. You don't yeah. have to like rat out your boss. But, <laughs> but, but what, why did you hate it? Ah. Uh... I I don't I don't want this to sound like corny or cliche, but I I was doing a like solar installation and roofing, so I was actually uh I have I was trying to get into solar cells, but the company I had connected with was like, hey, we don't need anyone uh, on the sales floor, but we need people to install. So I thought it, I thought it was a way in, you know, um, just like any company kind of promises you ways to move. So there's lots of solar companies, so you'll you'll have to find out which one, but. I just remember I, it's absolutely not something I was in love with. And then two, every time I would get up, it was just like the potential right there. The ceiling was already there when I got up, right? It was like, Hey, you're going to make 18 bucks an hour. And there you go. 
And, you know, so it's like, all right, the most, the most I can work in a day is 12 hours. So kind of like you said, like racking up those points, it was, there's a certain amount I would hit every day, no matter what. And then on top of that, you know, you're, it's some of the hardest work you're ever doing. You're on top of a roof. And I, I remember this one specifically, I'm just sitting on the roof and I, I, my wife had just had our baby, like just had our baby. And I was like, dude, I'm going to fall off this roof and die and like hmm. leave my kid. And I was like, and I'm doing it for 18 an hour. Hmm. Uh, so j- just stuff like that, where, you know, uh, got blessed, you know, found, I found my path now. And it, every time I get up now, you know, I, I get to work from home. I have that blessing of working from home. So I get to see my wife and kid every day. So, you know, it, it was rough at the time, but those times in, in the same breath give me so much perspective now to, to what I currently do. Um, but again, just, just has changed the way, like, I, I know, the, I know that feeling waking up and just being like, man, this is not what I want to be doing to the feeling I have now. Um, it's just been the greatest thing for me personally. And, and, and for those of you out here listening now, uh, I'm sure that, you can relate to what Gentry is talking about here. Some of you may have woken up this morning thinking, if I have to go to this job one more damn time, maybe this morning you're listening to this podcast and you're like, screw it. That's it. Gentry said I could quit. And you're going to do it. That's cool, man. But you really put it in perspective there because you said, hey, I'm risking my life. I'm going to fall off this roof and die. I'm going to leave my kid without a father all for $18 an hour. That really, that hits hard, man. Cause well, $18 an hour is not much. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. And it's definitely not worth your life. No, not you know, at all. I, but at the time I, I was jumping from a job that was like 10 bucks an hour. So eight, mm-hmm. $8 more was <laughs> I was 50% yeah. income increase. Right. So, right. Could you, could you do yeah. some crazy things? Sometime? You know, I, I, as I was uh, growing up, going to high school, uh, I had a, a good friend of mine and his brother was a roofer uh, and he ended up getting into it as well. Uh, we went in the opposite directions. You know, uh, he went to do that and I went to college. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that you bring all this up because you said, hey, I got this big pay raise. And sure, you can make more money doing that, um, but there is kind of no pun intended. There is kind of a ceiling, mm. right? See what I did there? Yeah. You see what I did? I okay. Okay. Yeah, so, and and it's it's kind of alluring. It's it's sexy because it pays you just enough to where you're like, you know, it really doesn't make sense for me to do much else. And uh, you know, he got stuck there. Uh, him and his bro, uh, great guys. They got stuck there and um, that impacted their life sig- significantly. Uh, one of them did fall off a roof, broke some bones and uh, he's okay, you know, but that impacted him and he has a family and uh, he had to find a different way to, pro- uh, to provide for them. Yep. So you never really know, man, uh, but you found your calling and what was the difference between, Oh God, I got to go to work today. And yeah, man, I can't wait to go to work today. What's, and we could dive into what you do and all this stuff later, but, but what's the big difference there? Oh, good question. I think for me, the, the biggest difference is just, I, I've, I've always wanted to help people. Um, 
yeah, I've always wanted to help people and, and make a difference. And so, you know, you're sitting on roofs and beating sun, you're just sweating your brains out and, and not to, not to take shots at anyone, but typically the people are, who are getting sold or have money already. So they're just, you're just like another toy, you know, you're kind of like, you're, you're their servant. Right. So, you know, we're what cutting their, their light bill so they can make more money is how I kind of looked at it. And I was like, man, like, it's not something they really like need right it's just kind of like a i was i was a like a extra thing they could get pretty much and um i just didn't feel like you know people talk about impact and that's where it was for me like i just wasn't i didn't feel like the impact was there um and i knew i wanted something different but i think you know what you what you're saying i i don't want to if you're married or not, don't blame me for if you quit your job today. But, um, <laughs> but I just think like you heard it here, folks, quit your job. <laughs> Gentry will take care of you. He's going to hire you to find your calling. I wish, I wish it worked that way. Um, but yeah, I, I think like that was the thing is I knew I didn't want to be there. I, I didn't really feel like I was making an impact. The guys I was working with, I had one, one good buddy there, but everyone else, I wasn't a roofer by heart. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I had no roofing experience. So I was the guy who was like crawling on all fours on the roof. Cause oh, I was, yeah, yeah, I was gonna, you know, yeah. And then everyone's like running and jumping and just, yeah. you know, give me, give me crap, especially at the beginning. I'm like, so I'm like doing the spider man. Like, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to look down. Like there's, that was the I, first I got day, one time, man. one time I got a lot of friends who are roofers. I don't know how they do it, but I, I one time I, I shadowed a guy and, and he's like up there walking around and it's like, walks all the way up to the ridge and it's like, Oh man, it's beautiful up here. You should check it out. And I'm like, plastered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I can't even stand up. No, thanks. <laughs> that was me to the T man. I was my, my first day I wore boots and everything. And they're like, man, you got to wear different shoes. Yeah. So yeah, just, just the impact, man. I just didn't feel like I was, you know, really helping anyone other than, you know, providing which which was the main reason i did at, at the start for sure so so what, what's the transition so you don't like this job you're like okay i've had enough of this it's time to do something else how did you pivot yeah i also before that i had been doing a like sales at a, at a call center kind of like wolf of wall street like 100 people you know in a center just on your headset just calling 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 all day long um and then I got into the solar gig. And then from there, because I had had some sales background, I had recently been looking um, for sales in solar. That's when I then found remote closing, which, you know, they were like, hey, man, you can do this from home. And that was like the number one thing where I was like, oh, man, like from a roof to my own house where I can see my wife and kid every day. And and again, like I, I genuinely had those thoughts where I was like, I'm not going to make it home today. Like, I'm going to fall off this roof. Like mm-hmm. what you just said, like, I'm standing on top of the roof, the wind blows and my whole body's like shaking like a guy, you know, it's like, like I genuinely, genuinely believe that. And so when they're like, man, yeah, you can work from home. I was like, I'm done. And that was, you know, that was 2019 where like working from home was still like yeah. very rare. It wasn't the norm yeah. where, where like since COVID, you know, it's kind of a little bit more uh-huh. normal. It was kind of like everyone was still at the office or every you know, position I had, had looked into was like, yeah, you got to come into the office. And so that, that was like what sold me into it. And then, um, just talking to new people every day and, and like genuinely talking to them though. Like when I was at Comcast, it was 
five minutes, seal the deal, write it, go. Mm-hmm. You know, remote closing hour, two hour long conversations with people about dreams and goals that they had or, or what was going on there. And to me, that was what I'd been looking for. And and uh, that human element to it is what I love more than anything, for sure. That's great, man. And so uh, are you are you able to divulge the the first sales job that you had and what you were selling and a little bit about that experience? Uh, like my first remote sell job or like my first sales yeah. job ever? No, you know, like uh, as this transition away from roofing and, and yeah. solar installations, uh, yeah. to the extent that you're able to disclose, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about, about what your, your journey through that. Yeah. So the first, uh, remote sales job I had was selling, um, for my brother's fitness company. It was called fit warrior. And we were selling like high ticket fitness coaching programs, and it was, again, there was a learning curve because, you know, just like anyone starting, it was a $3,800, $4,800 fitness program for like a four month program. And, uh, I was like, and this is, this is Tanner Chittister. Yeah, this is Tanner. So yeah. Tanner, Tanner Chittister is my brother. So, and, uh, so, so for, for everybody listening, we had, we actually had Tanner on the podcast, uh, a few months back. Yeah. And so this is, this is our first, this is our first sibling sequel of the do some podcast <laughs> yeah and there's uh, i think you have like five or six more brothers and sisters or something right so let's just get them yeah, all we, we, yeah, we got a lot we got four sisters and two brothers seven of us yeah. in total so nice. plus my parents we got a full baseball team <laughs> that's right yeah we'll get them we'll bring we'll have like a whole like chittister week we'll have like a feature for each one <laughs> uh, i don't know if everyone could take that you might you might uh, <laughs> lose your minds a little bit but yeah so he he had started uh like an online fitness company and um pretty much approached me with the opportunity. Um, I didn't start full-time right away. It was, I started part-time because, you know, you're like, man, I, I don't know about this, but after like one or two days, it was like, all right, this is real and people will buy. So let's go. And then it's just gone up ever since. So, um, but yeah, like, again, the number one thing that like pushed me over the edge was being able to, <laughs> to be at home. That was like my mm. the bread and butter about it. That's that's clutch, man. You know, I've worked from home for uh, almost 15 years now, and it it comes with its perks, right? I I can sit here and do my podcast in this in this little office that I built, and I can wear my Incubus shirt, and and nobody's going to be like judging me or anything. Uh, but the 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 one drawback I've noticed is, uh, you know, when you're sitting at home all the time, you you miss out on a lot of social opportunities unless you like very intentionally create them. And so it's, it's sometimes it's kind of isolating, you know, but, but there's more good than bad. That's for sure. You're not standing on a roof. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. It's kind of funny because uh, <laughs> I've, I've definitely looked at different office spaces. And so I can see the intent behind, you know, office spaces. And I think one thing for me was just separating work in my house uh, once I did start working from home. So I, you know, you just mentioned like you have an office and, I didn't, I didn't, you know, understand that I was taking calls, just like sitting in my bedroom starting mm-hmm. out. And then I was like, man, this, I felt like I was in work every, like all day long. Just yeah, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. You start like your brain starts associating the two things and mixing them together. And you have this yeah. really stressful call with this one customer that just pisses you off. And you're just like, for the rest of the day. And you're sitting there and it's like eight 30 and you're like, why am I still mad? Because you're still in the same environment, homie. (laughs) That energy is just still sitting in that room. And I remember, so that, that that was something I had to like learn. But the one, once like you kind of, once I got my own space, I should say, and, you know, kind of made a, 
like office rules in the house it, it made it pretty smooth but i agree in terms of like you do miss out on on like talking to people and kind of like that human interaction um but i think for me i was like so ready to go to the opposite that now that i've been there for five years now or so it's yeah. you know starting to creep backwards like man yeah you miss people a little bit and so let me ask you uh as you were getting into this and you and you started learning how to sell um what would you say uh, for those of us who are out here listening, who are salespeople, we sell on the phone, we sell in person. What would you say are some of the key strategies or tips that ultimately helped make you successful as a salesperson? Because that company, that company blew up real fast. I mean, uh, it's it's hard to not know who Tanner is, and I would suspect <laughs> you had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like to think so. Um... So yeah, we, we, our first year we did a million, then we went one to 10 and then now over 50 million in, in that company. So lots of calls, uh, <laughs> there, there's lots of, lots of calls, um, thousands of them. Uh, I think the number one thing, Josh personally, and you know, it's something that I, I just think you learn through doing things like the roofing job, but it's just a resiliency to hearing the word no. And what you're just saying, like, if every time you get no or you get those super negative calls where it just absolutely just like takes you all the way to the floor, man, um, just burns you out. And and mm -hmm. so I it's almost to where like the no's and yeses, you know, people talk about this and, and it's for me, it's the true thing. Like the same way when I get a yes is sometimes the same way I I feel like when I get a no and it's just like, all right, on to the next one. Um so resiliency for, for me and then working with like reps and working with business owners has been the biggest thing I've seen people who like really excel and, and press forward. And then people who really, really struggle. And then essentially working with my brother. I mean, when, when your brothers, they can be a little bit more, uh, <laughs> at your throat when you're, when you're not performing or not. And so anyone who was on the sales team, uh, with me can, can attest. I, I, I was on the West coast. And uh, we run all our meetings off central. So we'd have meetings 6 a.m. my time. And I mean, I'm just getting absolutely ripped to shreds <laughs> 6 a.m. in the morning. So it wasn't always sunshines and rainbows, but it, it, it just the resiliency of sticking through that and not letting it, you know, take me off my path, you know, because there was a few times where I was like, man, this, this is getting rough. And then, but again, just had to learn to study it out and understand like, tomorrow's always going to come around if, if you do what you're supposed to. There's, there's a lot to be said about being resilient. And you mentioned that several times. What does that word mean to you? And, and because, because that's, that stood out in what you were just describing. When you say resilient, help us understand, because I think that that's a lesson that everybody, that's something everybody needs to plant in their head. That's a chip everyone needs. Yeah. For me, for me, it's not like, when I, when I think of resiliency, I, I, I more think of like a picture of just like a, a feeble, like scrawny dude, just getting pushed to the floor and continuing to stand up, even though he's got, you know, like an ogre in front of him. And, and for me, that was like a literal sense, you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of the three boys that we have. And both my brothers played college football and, you know, we're like two thirty and uh two forty you know, just jacked out of their minds. And, so they got all the muscles. I got all the looks, uh, <laughs> but so anyways, that, you know, just that, that's the picture I have in my mind. You just get, 
you know, push down, get back up, try it again. Um, until I, I wouldn't say like getting pushed down stops, but just you keep standing up. So they eventually, you know, go away. That's, that's what it means to me. Just continuing to press on, even though you're getting, you know, pushed around a little bit. Yeah. I love it. I, I love the imagery as well. Um, I, I'm sure that every single one of us in some capacity have felt that in our lives. And again, going right back to one of the first things that we opened up this conversation with, there are some people listening right now that probably felt that today. Mm. There are some people right now who will probably feel this after they finish this podcast or maybe when they go home tonight. Uh, and, and it's important to understand that you don't have to take the place that somebody puts you. Yeah. I think that's really what you're saying. If you don't want to be there, keep standing up because eventually you're going to, they're either going to go away or you're going to be strong enough to stand up on your own. Yeah. And I would say like, it, it never stops, you know, like not to go down this rabbit hole, but it's like, I just kind of looked at Elon Musk right now. He's like, one of the richest men in the world and he's just getting blasted from from each side and he's trying to do something like whether you agree with it or not right he's trying to do some like the most productive things or like be extremely proactive and like you know what he believes you could say at least and he's just getting you know ripped to shreds and in, in a lot of aspects and some not right but i think that's the thing too is like you have to understand it's never gonna stop like it just it's going to be something that you have to continue to, to press on. And, and I don't want to say enjoy it, but just becomes where, again, it doesn't knock you off your course. Right. Where like when I first started, I would have a terrible call. I remember I still share this this day, but the people I have this hardest time with are people from Chicago. I don't know why, but I, I, one of the worst calls I ever had was this guy from Chicago and he was just ripping me apart on the call. And, you know, I was trying try my best to deal with it but yeah I, I think that's that's the thing too is like it's, it's going to continue to happen or will ever be a thing you just gotta learn to like again you know kind of enjoy it a little bit yeah yeah new yorkers for me yeah that's like every time i get on the phone with somebody from new york not so much anymore but like first couple of years it's just like yeah. i don't know the way this guy's talking to me i just feel really intimidated and <laughs> you know it's like I'm walking here, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't even have a New York accent. Sorry for people from New York that I just insulted you or something. Well, Hey, uh, Gentry, uh, let's take a look at, uh, what's going on in that beautiful noggin of yours. Let's do the do zone diagnostic. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it, man. Awesome. So, uh, this is a series of five questions I ask every guest so that we can see how your brain ticks, soak up all the knowledge that we can just rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do, Gentry, that keeps you focused on your goals? Remember the past. Remember where I started, where I came from every day. Um, always like that story that I just shared. I think about it every day. I think about staying on that roof, looking over the ledge, thinking I was going to fall every day. Um, and so sometimes the problems that I have. I just remember that and I'll take sitting in this chair in an AC room every, every day, the rest of my life. Mm, I love that. Mm. And number two, follow-up question. How do you get back on track when you lose that focus? For me, it's, it's again, going back to 
remembering where you came from, but then looking at how far you've come and creating what I would call a win folder. So anytime I've gotten a positive message for a client, I think we hear this a lot, like you create a win folder, create a journal, and and we hear it so much that we almost become numb to it. But that's mm. something that I literally will go back to. And I have messages from when I first started, like early 2018 of people like, hey, man, like, thanks so much for X, Y, or Z. Um, so remembering like where you started, but then also looking how far you've come, because you know, sometimes I feel like, man, like there's so much more for me to do. Um, you know, we're, we have a lot in the fire right now in terms of business and and what's going on. And so it's just so easy to look at like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And so, like you said, you feel like you, you fell off track going to the next thing, but if you look behind you, you're still on track from where you want to move from, um, have been like the two big, big factors for me. Wow. That's great. Win folder. Yeah. I'm that's, that's a that's a million dollar idea right there, man. I, nobody's ever said that to me before. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah, it's I I do it on my phone, so I just have an album on my phone. It literally mm-hmm. says wins, and I screenshot mm-hmm. and they and then I go because you know your phone has thirteen thousand pictures, whatever. So that's right. that's right. What I do. That's right. And and so Gentry, who is your support group, and and how do they keep you accountable? Oh yeah, it's a good question. Um, first and foremost, it's my wife you know my my wife is absolutely awesome um you know i heard this quote the other day it's like 90 percent of your happiness or misery comes from the person you marry so i'm blessed to be married to an amazing woman who just who, who supports me through a lot and this has picked me up a lot of the time second would be my brother um you know it, i'm i'm blessed you know definitely to have a brother and uh i know not everyone has that right so um you know, it could be a, a best friend, something like that, but it's been, been my older brother. And then third is ultimately, um, going to be my Lord and savior, man. Just, just remaining, um, steadfast there and, uh, focusing on like my, my faith. Definitely. Nice. I love that. And how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Sorry if I'm not answering these faster. Um, maybe I should be faster. Um, no, you're doing great. Don't don't change a thing. <laughs> um, so sorry. A question one more time. Yeah. How do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Yeah, Oof. I think break it up into bite-sized pieces for me. Um, I, I definitely someone who can get lost in like the big picture. When I feel like I have thirteen thousand steps ahead of me, I'm like looking at step ten thousand. I'm on step one. So just focusing like breaking it down into bite-sized pieces or saying like okay i'm just going to learn or do this part of it today and i'll come back to that tomorrow um and then being willing to reset my timeline a little bit um that was a hard thing for me to learn where i was like man i would need it done by friday but being willing to give myself a little bit of, of grace in terms of moving it maybe to Tuesday and not letting that just crush, you know, what I believed in mm. myself or my confidence where that used to, used to happen. Um, those, those two things have really helped me with, with, you know, major projects that, that we take on. Yeah. Not being rigid, you know, that's yeah. uh that is a, that is a death trap to entrepreneurship uh, is this has to be done by this. If not, you failed. You know, yeah. but in the in reality, it's a lot more gooey than that for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> sure. you're dealing with human beings and not robots. <laughs> yeah, you gotta accept that. Now, last question, Gentry. What is the number one pro tip 
that you would give to somebody looking to get more stuff done in less time? More stuff done in less time. I would say um, categorizing, categorizing top to bottom, like most important to least important, and then removing things that are keeping you busy but aren't taking you far aren't really moving the needle for you throughout your day um i think for me like just as an example you know um i was working out two hours and i you know at the end of the day i was like i I really just need one you know but i was i I was pushing two because that's just what i had done for so long it was kind of just like again i was just caught in like a little revolving door just Mm. i've done it for so long and then i got an hour back in my day which i was like oh man like that was pretty simple you know be here like waking up earlier things like that but just just optimizing categorizing you know list of top to bottom um and then i think that there's that you know cliche where it's sometimes um a little less is a little more and so really optimizing and when you're working like truly be working not convincing yourself like scrolling on instagram scrolling on twitter and you're like oh but i was at i was at my desk i was working when you really didn't do anything um so those those would be my tips there you speak in my language man this is a this is a a show about productivity and and that's you that's exactly right one of the concepts that you nailed uh just a minute ago uh is something that was developed by james clear who's the author of a book called Atomic Habits, which should be required reading for any entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, he talks about the concept of motion versus action. And motion is all of the things that you do to keep yourself moving and feel like you're busy and getting stuff done, but it doesn't actually, you know, you're not really doing anything. Yep. Action are the things that lead to a result. Yep. And we spend a tremendous amount of time as human beings in motion. And that motion makes us feel good without, it makes us feel productive without the discomfort of action, which creates uncertainty because we're moving towards a result, right? But only that action is what creates a result. And that's, and you, you nailed it right there, man. That's, that's, that's exactly what, you know, I, I promise guys, we didn't plan this. That just came out naturally. So. Yeah, yeah, and if I if I can, like even one one more just like personal totally. example is like I remember I'd be coaching clients and I would sit on the phone with my clients for two hours versus like the one that we had originally scheduled for, and I was telling myself like oh I'm giving them like additional help I'm I'm over serving but it was really just a facade or like lie that I was telling myself so I didn't have to do that almost like a little bit more uncomfortable uh, like project or step or I like. I hate setting up like systems and stuff. I'm not a big systems guy. And so I'd be like, oh, like I'll just do this. And then that covers, covers the hour. So yeah, I could not agree more. And and that's, that's the truth for sure. Yeah. That's cool, man. And so, so you leveraged this sales job that you picked up with your bro and you turned that into another business opportunity that you are now the leader of uh, talk to us about, the transition from Gentry, the sales pro to Gentry, the sales leader. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's been a fun one. It's, it's a kind of interesting story, but when, so when I got in, uh, like around 2018, we started selling fitness. 
And then we got that to a million dollars in a year and, and kept scaling it. And then other, you know, fitness coaches or other trainers that were going online started asking like, what are you guys doing? So then we naturally created a coaching business uh, from that coaching online trainers. And now it's expanded to where we coach, you know, pretty much general business owners across the board online. And, you know, I love sales. Like I, my uh, background has, I've done tons of sales gigs. Like even when I was earlier uh, in my life and I just always wanted to again, help people. Like that was my number one thing, but I thought the way to do that was going to be like being a doctor or a lawyer, you know, the, mm. the common ways. And then I realized like, Hey, when you sell something or sell someone something, right. Like, and it genuinely can help them. That's, that's what I've been looking for. And, and it honestly moved way faster, right? Like it, you know, one hour, two hour, you're just moving people through. Right. Um, so anyways, as we were growing the coaching business, I saw people who were like struggling in sales or had like mindset issues around sales or, you know, we're getting all these calls, but weren't converting them. So in 2019, I actually approached my brother Tanner at the time. I was like, Hey dude, like I want to create a sales division for our coaching company. Like, you know, what do you think? And at that time I was still, you know, I would say like earning my stripes. And so it got shot down pretty quick. It was just like, no, we don't need that. Like I, I know best, like just stick in your lane. And, and, you know, uh, you know, he, he was the the boss. So it's like, all right, fair enough. Um, and then, you know, two more years wise. So come, you know, come around late 2020, early 2021. Um, I, honestly, I was just like, again, hitting that ceiling again a little bit where I still loved what I was doing, but I wanted to, to do more of it. And then I wanted to, to help people understand my story, essentially. Like I, I really just wanted to start getting my, my story out there. And so I, I approached Tanner about it again and he kind of shot it down uh, again. So I was like, all right, man, like, I think I'm going to go out on my own. And so then I went out and then started building it. And then he kind of doubled back with me. I was like, Hey man, like, I kind of see the vision now. I see where you're going. Um, so then we ended up being able to partner up on it a little bit where it coincides with like what he does in his coaching. So when his coaches need help with sales or they need sales reps, you know, I can help them there. And then vice versa, you know, business owners that he works with who need sales help uh, pass it off to me. But yeah, it's it's been a, from 2019, it's been a thought that I've had and, and wanted to do, but, you know, I, I'm grateful it didn't start in 2019 because I've, you know, over those two, two and a half years that I stayed just in my lane, I, I just learned so much more and got, I, I think a lot better in, in the way to teach it. Um, versus just like, I, I had done it for about a year, year and a half when I wanted to first start in 2019. Um, so when I originally, like when I finally started, I was about four years into doing like full high ticket, um, sales and, and I'm grateful for that, but that's kind of the, the way it all worked out, started th like the idea in 2019, shelved it, and then really brought it to life, uh, late, late 2021, early 2022. Yeah, that's great. So it's, it's a brand new business. It's been around, uh, you know, barely a year. Yeah. Like, but yeah, just, we just hit, uh, like our eight month mark officially, like officially licensed and everything, but I, I was working on it since 2021 but like officially launched it like late 2021 early 2022 yeah and uh quick quick hit tips somebody starting a new business uh what what were uh what were three things that you were not anticipating <laughs> that Oof. you ran into uh when yeah. you started this business that you had to overcome quickly um yeah i i think for me 
this this the first one was I was so used to being on the phone. I wasn't used to just like talking on camera to no one. Uh like that was something I had to get a little used to for sure. Second was like there's always more than than what you think uh is behind the curtains, you know. Um I, I like in sales, especially, you know, you're you see a lot of it, but you don't know necessarily all the details. And then the third thing was um for me sales is so such a fast-paced game at times right um and so the the third thing that i had to kind of prep myself for or overcome pretty quickly was just the the patience you know once you sell then you got to fulfill um and i was was, was kind of wearing all those forget about them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it sounds it sounds crazy but that's what i had been doing for for like I said, like four years is selling mm-hmm. and then put them into to the fulfillment process already in place. So then once I started my own thing, I was like, oh, now I'm the one who's also fulfilling. Uh, was definitely a, a little bit of a learning curve, but one I've really enjoyed and and uh, have a lot of fun in. What do you see on the horizon for for your industry in particular? Because it's it's something that it's something that kind of really took off. Uh, the idea yeah. of teaching somebody how to be a, a phone closer. Yeah. Appointment setting and closing. What do you see? And and it's, and part of, part of the thing, the reason that it caught fire was everybody went home and started working from home and there were all these other opportunities, COVID and all this. What do you see in the next 12 to 18 months for, for your industry in particular? Man, I, I just think it's going to get like, busier Uh, and what i've seen personally is um it's gone from just maybe like smaller companies or or you know big small companies that maybe you've never heard about to actually like major companies transitioning over and and getting people you know um talk to a few like major law firms right that are are open to having remote closers um massive marketing companies that that are open to it and i think that's one thing you know COVID did is you know show a lot of people that production doesn't vary too much whether whether they were in the office or at home um so i I think it's going to get bigger it's just what industries is it going to slide to and and who's going to be in the most need for is is the question that's right and so uh what is the tell us tell us about your your service who's it for Who's a good candidate to engage with you and how can they connect? Yeah. Yeah. So the, my, my business is made up of, of really like a two prong approach, approach, excuse me. So we help, um, online businesses that are around 50 K a month or above. We help them either build an internal sales team or take their internal sales team that we have and raise KPIs, um, and then add on additional appointment setters, closers if they need to, or if it's someone who was like myself and maybe is like listening in, who's who's not only wanting to be more productive, but is standing on a roof wishing they weren't there. We actually help them transition into remote closing. Um, because I believe, you know, you asked me as far as starting a business, you know, my three things, I I would say if I got a fourth, if you're wanting to start a business and you're willing to be patient closing for four years, I was in a multiple eight figure business. I was able to talk to some of the best people running ads, best people in tech set up. So when I started my own, I already knew the blueprint rather than starting from ground zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of people who 
have that entrepreneur spirit, but are afraid to jump out on their own. So jumping into an established business is, in my opinion, the fastest way, right? You learn by doing, not by sitting, in, in my opinion. So that's that's the approach we have. So it's a sales coaching and recruiting company, and we work with all types of different brands and, and service-based businesses and, and are absolutely loving it. That's awesome. And where can, uh, where can, who can engage, who should engage with you and where can they go to find more? Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest way you can just go to our website. So www.eliteclosers.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram, just at Gentry Chittister. There's not too many Gentries or Chittister. So I should be pretty, <laughs> there's a lot of Chittisters apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, not, not a lot of Gentry Chittisters. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> Okay. So I'm pretty easy to find there. And then, yeah, I, I would say anyone who's one, wanting or needing help with building their sales team, wanting to get off the phones as a business owner um, or have more appointments on their calendar. And then, like I said, anyone who's maybe in the uh, corporate setting or, or corporate world stuck in a job they're not loving that is looking to transition to oper- entrepreneurial world, but wants a little safer route are, are going to be the people who, who we work with. But we have people all ages, man. My oldest client has been 70. My youngest client has been eight, 18. Um, and I love it. I, I my, my goal is to help people for sure. Just like ha- help people and um, help them hit their goals. And so, you know, that's what I love about this offer as well. Is it's not, it's not the tightest one, right? It's, it's open to, to quite a few people and um, something that we're grateful for, for sure. That's awesome. Gentry Chittister, everybody, thank you so much for being here and joining us and sharing your wisdom about uh, how you get stuff done and how you transitioned into growing this business very quickly within a year. Uh, For those of you who are interested in learning more, uh, you can go to EliteClosers.com to learn more about what Gentry offers. And you can also find them on Instagram at Gentry Chittister. Uh, And uh, there's not too many of them, so it should be pretty easy to find. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. And don't forget to get your own personal DoZone DNA by visiting DoZoneDNA.com. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend, screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.